Girlfriends, welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your hosts, Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood. On today's episode, we have a guest who is going to discuss her journey and experience becoming and being a surrogate. So, we definitely have a good episode in store. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and leave us a five-star rating. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. All right. So I would like to introduce our guest today. <laughs> our guest is Josie, who I have known since my college days. We actually worked together at my very first job. <laughs> um, so we've known each other for a long time. And this is probably our longest conversation we've had since we worked together. So... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it should be fun. But thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. My pleasure. All right. So we're going to just jump into things. And so the first question I have is what inspired or led you to want to become a surrogate? Uh, so if, if anything, this is probably, probably the most common question that I do get Uh <laughs> I am kind of sharing my journey virtually. So yeah. uh, essentially, it boils down to, you know, if my sister asks me or my best friend asks me, when I say sister, my younger sister, my older sister has kids. <laughs> so okay. um, uh, if they, you know, they're like, hey, you know, I, I need assistance in this particular area. Are you willing to do that for me? And I'll, I would do it without hesitation. So I figured why not just widen that circle a bit? you know, for, for any individual that is willing to go through all of the things that have to be done in order to even get to the point of, you know, having a baby of your own that I feel like, you know, they're really motivated to be parents and, you know, why not help out? Okay. Okay. Well, if you don't mind me asking, um, is this your first time being a surrogate and I guess which I guess how many I guess how many pregnancies have you had like do you have your own children or is this your first time being pregnant just to orient the audience a little bit got it yeah so this is my first time being a surrogate and in order to be a surrogate you have to have had a healthy pregnancy anyway so oh, okay I, I didn't know that yeah it's part of the qualification process just to make sure that you can actually um uh carry a child full term you know, so they want to make sure that you you have your own children. And also with the, you know, off chance that something goes wrong, you know, random freak accident, whatever the case may be, that you're pretty much done having children at that point. Mm. So that's also something that they like to ask um, during like the screening process, just, uh, you know, on the off chance that maybe you have to get a hysterectomy or some, something goes wrong during the um, delivery or Whatever the case may be, they want to make sure that you're pretty much done at wherever you're at. However, there are people that will do a surrogacy and then they might get pregnant with their own children and then come back to it. So it does happen uh, where people come back. And I do have a child of my own. She's 13. 
Okay. okay. I was going to ask how old she was. I'm like, she, she's a, a big girl at this yeah. point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah. I actually mm -hmm. just found out that you have to have had your own child before, um, or your own like successful pregnancy before being a surrogate from a TV show that I was watching on Hulu. Yeah, it's, it's called oh. Accused. And uh, so it's just interesting, the timing of it. <laughs> like just last week, I found it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you have a daughter already. She's 13. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the process, I guess, leading up to the, the decision to become a surrogate, did you talk to your family and friends about this decision and- what was the response? I did. Um, so uh, let me see. I was thinking about being a surrogate, let's say last year, April, May. Um, so that's when I was thinking about it. Um, wasn't quite sure. I had talked to um, a, a surrogacy agency or advocacy agency. So essentially they just want to, you know, make sure that you're matched up with the correct agency that fits whatever your needs are and whatever your, your health parameters are, so to speak, because of course, different agencies have different um, guidelines that they abide by. So making sure that you fit whatever it is that they have uh, in place. So I had already talked to someone like April, May, but I was like, uh, I don't know yet just because uh, I did know that I couldn't travel internationally. I had trips coming up. I was like, ah. <laughs> we all saw it. <laughs> so I already knew I wasn't doing anything until I was done traveling. So I was like, okay, I had time to sit on it. And so what I figured I would do, like with any big decision, if I come back to it, then I think that's something that I've already kind of made up my mind on. So I sat on it for... A couple of months and then I was ready to make my decision in October uh so after my last trip to I went to Jamaica came back and I was like all right let's do this <laughs> <laughs> so, um I had already kind of let them know that I was thinking about it um I hadn't made a decision yet but I did let them know that it's something that I was interested in doing and then once I came to that decision it was like okay I'm doing this, y'all. So <laughs> I did, of course, run it past my parents because they would be my my uh, solo babysitter, so to speak, for if I had to go out of town, things like that. That's where my daughter would end up. And um, of course, let my girl circle know. I was like, okay, this is what I'm thinking about. You know, this is what's going to happen. Da, 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 da. Um, everybody, for the most part, was very supportive. There was nobody that was like, no, you shouldn't do it. There was none of that. It was just, um, you know, what are the risks of doing it? And, you know, taking those certain things into consideration, um, which were great questions, you know, to make sure that I'm fully aware. Um, but I considered it for the most part to the risk to be to pretty in line with like, if I was going to have my own child, mm -hmm. um, probably the only difference is that I'm taking, you know, estrogen and progesterone just to get my body into the mode to, as far as, you know, uh, pregnancy mode other than that a lot of it's all like a regular pregnancy so I was like okay if I was going to have a child of my own risks don't even come up yeah. no one thinks about things like that when they have their own children 
They don't think, well, you know, well, it, it, nobody thinks about it. It just happens and you let it roll <laughs> and, <laughs> and things come as they may, you know, hypertension or, you know, people, ankle swelling. That's just, that's just part of the process. So that's kind of how I, I thought about it. Um, and um, everybody, for the most part, was pretty on board. So it, it, there wasn't a lot of resistance <laughs> uh, to me you know, deciding to be a surrogate. Yeah. Nice. And what, like, what age are we thinking? Um, were you like thinking about it? And then do you want to share what age you are now? Um, I mean, I didn't really seriously consider it until <laughs> like last year. <laughs> I mean, I had thought about donating my eggs previously in the past, but I was like, eh, now I think I've aged that because that you age out a bit earlier um, if you do like a donation or stuff like that, and I was like, no, maybe that's not quite a right fit for me. Yeah. Um, and then when I saw there was like an ad actually that showed up on Facebook and I was like, surrogacy, hmm, this should be interesting. Cause I, I have never seen any black surrogates. I've heard of surrogacy, of course, but I ain't never seen no black surrogates. Okay. You're the first one I know of. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, let me, let me see what this is all about. Um, and so, you know, I not only thought it would be a great opportunity to kind of bring awareness, um, but to kind of chronicle my journey, because I did a lot of recon <laughs> before I came to the decision. Um, I'm a researcher. When I did my recon, like on YouTube, just, you know, just searching, general searching people's surrogacy journeys, if they had um, you know, recorded it or vlogged it or something because there isn't really much out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, I found maybe one young lady. I believe she was black. <laughs> I believe so. Um, that you know, kind of like looked like me. Um, so I was like, okay, this could probably be a good opportunity to kind of shed a little bit more light on on surrogacy in general because I don't think a lot of black families consider it an option anyway yeah. so um I you know that's how we got there yeah no I just wanted to ask because you said that um you can age out so I guess what's the maximum age for surrogacy surrogacy I want to say it's 40 ah okay 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 yeah gotcha. so I want to say it's 40 yeah um even though you know when they say that oh you're over what 30 30 you know you're geriatric geriatric yeah <laughs> Nah, I, yeah, even though they call it geriatric and, you know, risk might be a little higher, but people are able to, my age and older, are able to have mm -hmm. successful, healthy, full-term pregnancy. So, yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that the different agencies have different requirements. Mm -hmm. I guess with the agency that you went with, what were some of the requirements that you had to meet? Um. Ooh, that's a great question because it was so long ago <laughs> it was it yeah because october you said right yes um but one thing i was able to kind of pull up was some basic requirements that okay. typically you know with surrogates before you can even be considered in general mm -hmm. um so like the age range for example um your bmi <clears throat> has to be between 18 and 34 so if you're severely overweight they're not going to consider you that sort of thing. Or if you have a high BMI, which also I can think could be a little difficult for black women because we typically have a higher BMI, even though that might not, 
might not necessarily mean that we are unhealthy. Yeah. Uh, so we carry our weight a I, lot different. I that was an interesting one there. Um, <laughs> you, so like I said, you had to have a full-term pregnancy and delivery, at least one. Um, good physical health, um, no major complications, no more than two C-sections um, or three without clearance from your um, obstetrician. Your OB. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, no more than six live births. So I guess after a certain point of having so many children, mm-hmm. burn down on the body a bit, uh, no history of serious mental illness. Um, and we can chat about, there was a, a whole portion of me um, being qualified where I had to go through a, like, um, a caseworker, she had to come chat. We well, not come chat, but we did like a Zoom call with me and my support person, and I had to do like a personality type of test. Yes, it was a um, uh, interesting um, process there. So that was the psychological exam, just to make sure I was in the correct headspace. Um, let's see, can provide complete prenatal and delivery records. Uh, not taking any medication that would contradict the pregnancy because of course there are certain medications you probably shouldn't be taking while you're pregnant. So they want to make sure that you're not on anything that would disrupt that process. Um, Not using illegal drugs, uh, not smoking, tobacco products, no history of cancer. Um, They want you to be financially stable. And I know that a lot of times people are like, oh, you need it for the, you know, you're doing it for the money. And, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, you kind of have to be in a good place financially. <laughs> you know, you should be uh, before you even do all of this. Like, it shouldn't be like, well, does he be able to do, you know, if, yeah. you're, if you're in a struggle place, that's not a good place to be in and be trying to do all this. See, TV shows don't tell us that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's not so cut and dry. And it says not requiring government financial assistance. Um, no felony criminal history uh, for the surrogate, the spouse, any other adults in the home. So if you live with other people, no one should have a, a criminal history. You got to be a U.S. citizen or a permanent resident, uh, reliable transportation and child care for appointments and committed, reliable and empathetic. So those are like baseline <laughs> requirements. And then, of course, agencies probably take that and tweak it based off of you know what they want so they might not um accept a bmi as high as 34 it might be 31 um mm-hmm. things like that yeah okay were there yeah. were there any of those requirements that you didn't meet that you had to like work towards or you were like nope i was good on all fronts <laughs> i didn't have to worry about any of that um mm-mm. yeah how did you go about i guess choosing the agency that you wanted to go with or do they choose you? Um, so actually it was a little bit of both. So with the um, the surrogacy advocacy agency that I was working with, so they essentially made a profile of like my history and a little bit about me and they shopped me around. <laughs> so they essentially like submit my profile to various agencies and then the agencies would essentially respond back in this portal um and say that they're interested in working with me um so at first I had between like three agencies to choose from and then it ended up being like five in the end and I was like yeah that's a lot okay (laughs) you are popping girl (laughs) I was I was like oh this is a lot um because they preferred 
the the list to be limited to three because of course the more you get the more not complicated but the harder it is to decide um but I had corn I had kind of already decided by time the other two came in because they came in kind of late um in the process so uh essentially I just did like a it was side by side and I was like okay I had a little spreadsheet and everything I like good spreadsheet so <laughs> I had all of you know um I was able to compare it side by side, like what the base fee was, what sort of benefits they offer. Did they offer anything um, specifically throughout the pregnancy, like little gifts or things like that? Or um, do they offer anything um, after the pregnancy? Um, are there, you know, you can compare the fees for different things as it occurs. Because, um, for, for example, I do get a stipend for maternity clothes. Uh, so it was like, okay, let me compare and see, you know, compare all those pieces. And that's essentially how I came to the decision to work with the agency I'm working with now. Yeah. You want to be well taken care of in the process, yes. which makes very much so. total yeah. sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's not a decision you do, you take lightly because of course, this is who you're going to be working with throughout the entire process. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to last. Um, there's a lot of pre-work that goes into surrogacy versus just the pregnancy. Like there's a lot of things that happen on the front end <laughs> before you can even get to the point of being like, okay, the transfer is going to occur in order for you to be pregnant in the first place. Wow. That is the perfect segue, I think, because <laughs> I wanted to know like where you are in your journey right now. And then how did you get here? Like, what have you had to do so far? Got it. Okay. So I just had my transfer on Friday. Oh, wow. So I'm at the point, yes, I'm at the point now where I'm just waiting <laughs> to see if I'm actually pregnant. Uh, it's too early to tell yet. Um, so I have um, a blood test scheduled for Thursday. Um, so um, they call it like a beta test to kind of make sure that my um, hormone levels are increasing. Because if they're starting to increase, then that means that you know, there's likely something that's occurring and, you know, the embryo is growing and that sort of thing there. So I might take a pregnancy test before that test just, yeah. to, see, yeah. just to see, just to, you know, uh, but I said, I, I'll probably wait till Wednesday to do it. Um, and then I'll probably hold on to the results just because um, one thing I don't want to do is give, I guess, false hope to mm. the intended parents. So I, I don't want to, Put it out there until the blood work says yes yeah. and okay. then I can you know probably share that if you know later on but yeah okay and so I don't know maybe I'm not using the right terminology but is the initial part of the process somewhat like in vitro where they do the transfer of the embryo mm -hmm. I guess you're at that you you're already past the transfer phase Right. Would that be a fair way of explaining how it goes a bit or? Sort of, yeah. So um, if I take you all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do. All the way back. Um, so at the beginning, um, that's where, you know, I matched with an agency. Um, from that point, they kind of, you know, got my medical records. So like from my first pregnancy, um, and then I also had, cause I had an IUD in, so I had to get that removed before I could even <laughs> start all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. I had to make sure I had an up-to-date pap smear. Um, once that was done, then I had to get 
um, essentially met, that was medical clearance. And then I had to get, um, well, part of medical clearance. Um, I had to get a screening. Uh, that was probably one of the most arduous parts of this whole thing where they had to do testing on my uterus. So they, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they had to essentially clip a piece of my uterus that hurt uh, a lot. <laughs> so Whoa. They had, yeah, they had to take a piece because essentially they want to test it and make sure there's no like cancerous cells or any, anything weird going on with that. Um, and then they did like a saline ultrasound. So what they do is um, they had to put saline in my uterus so that it would blow up, right? Because your uterus is pretty flat. So they wanted to blow it up just to make sure that visually they didn't see any polyps or anything odd going on there. Um, so they had to do the ultrasound. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt as well because it essentially is like your um, your cervix dilates. Mm-hmm. a bit during that process as well so that was somewhat painful I had to go to a happy place during that time because I was like okay why are we doing this who are we doing this for <laughs> only for a short time <laughs> I had to pet talk myself during that because that was probably it it hurt a lot I I didn't expect it to hurt as much as it did um but got through that once I got like they got all the blood tests, all the tests back and everything was clear to go. So I got that clearance. And also we were working on the contract in tandem. So um, I had already started working on the contract before leaving. And it was just like the back and forth. That takes a while because it could take uh, maybe a week to get it back because it has to go um, through their attorney to my attorney to me and then same way back so for me through my attorney through their attorney before they can get it so so that process took about maybe a month or so to do the back and forth um with that so once I got um clearance with the contract so once everything was signed and I had the medical clearance and I was like okay great we're ready to go. We can go ahead and get prepped for the actual transfer. So not until those two pieces are are done can anything occur beyond that. Because uh, you want to make sure that all of that paperwork is in place beforehand. Um, because you know there's there are actually states that do not recognize surrogacy. So being, yeah, <laughs> there are, uh, and, you know, being cognizant of, you know, all of the things that could go wrong or could go right, or where you might end up and things like that, like what could happen, it covers you, um, the surrogate and the parents, just to make sure everyone knows what's going to happen under these circumstances or whatever. Um, so, once they did that, they told me what my medication schedule. So that's kind of where the IVF piece comes in. So uh, okay. first, um, that's when I started like the estrogen. Um, and then once they got, I would go in for testing, I think like a week and a half after I started the first round. Um, so once they checked my levels, that's when I was like, okay, well, now we're going to start to do these things. And then it just kind of like escalated there um, as far as what the medications were that I was taking. So I started doing the shots um and also suppositories at that point and so it was about three weeks after that which brought us to the actual transfer um and then you had the transfer and so then again I'm scheduled for still doing the medication so I haven't stopped 
So I'm still doing those medications and I'll do them, I think for um, probably another couple of weeks before they say, okay, the pregnancy is viable, we're good to go. And then they'll probably have me stop. Okay. And if you don't mind me asking, did they tell you the sex of the embryo during the transfer or do you wait? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if the parents even want to know what the sex is yet. So that's probably a discussion that'll come up a little, a little later, whether or not they want to know what the sex of the baby will be. But no, it was, I just got a little picture of it. Greatly <laughs> 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 <Ridley> shaped. Speaking of the parents, what is your involvement with them? So do you guys meet or is it just all through like contracts and lawyers? How does that work out or how has it worked out for you? Um, so I guess broadly speaking, it just depends on what you want and what the parents want, right? So when that matching process happens, um, when you're matched with the parents, um, one thing they take into consideration before they kind of, um, again, shop you around, (laughs) they, they, they ask you certain questions like, what sort of relationship do you want? And things like that just to make sure that you are being matched with parents that want the, a similar sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. So for our relationship, one thing that I did want was that we would be cool. We don't have to be buddy, buddy, but we're cool enough where it's like, Oh, they'll, you know, send me a little card in the mail so I can see the kid and how they growing and stuff like that. And an occasional check-in just to see how everything's go, um, going. But um, I know there's some that have, probably more so on the parent side than on the surrogate side where they wanted very just transactional yeah. pregnancy, have the baby and we're out. And it's like, oof. That feels a little harsh. Mm-hmm. There are some parents that want that. And then there are others where they, you know, they talk multiple times a week. And so it really just depends on, you know, what sort of relationship you want to foster. But I was like, I just want us to at least be friendly. That way, if I'm in town, I'd be like, hey, y'all. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah. so the, um, the, the parents could be anywhere, not just like within your state. It's just. Correct. They could be international. Oh. Um, other side of the country they could be off the street <laughs> yeah. wow I did yeah I um I don't know you know who Candy Burris is she's the first like celebrity black woman other than Gabrielle Union where she used to surrogate and she actually like bought her around they threw a big baby shower the surrogate was at the baby shower and they seemed to be really close so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess there's levels to it. There are there are definitely uh, levels to how all of that goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And does the like surrogate have to be the same race as both the parents or one of the parents or like how how does that work? Nope, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, they they could be completely different races. It, yeah, it can run the gamut for sure. Yeah. And I would assume that there's also different types of surrogacy where maybe you're using the parent's own DNA or sperm and egg versus some you may use your um, own eggs. And so if you don't mind sharing for your 
um, parents were, is the embryo from them or did you have to do an egg retrieval yourself? Got it. Um, so yeah, you have the two. So it's traditional. So the traditional would be where you're using the egg from the actual carrier. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have gestational, which is what I'm doing, where I'm just carrying the baby. I have no genetic ties. Um, so uh, it's less common these days to have, um, you know, the, the uh, surrogate actually be the egg donor as well um but yeah it, it's a possibility so for um, my intended parents they um had an egg retrieval from an egg donor and then um the father firm yep okay mm -hmm. wow this is such like a, a fascinating process so i'm just like in awe <laughs> Um, okay, so you, what are kind of like the next steps? So I know you said you have the appointment on Thursday and then depending on how that goes, like what would be the next steps? How often would you have to, you know, go um, to appointments and that sort of thing? Um, so let's see, I have at this point, it'll probably be blood tests every week. So for the next two weeks. Um, and then I think after that, I'll probably have maybe one more, just depending on how that goes, but out the next main appointment would be like, a, a heartbeat confirmation, um, to make sure that, yeah, that there's actually cool. We, mm -hmm. we're, at, we're over the hump, so yeah. to speak, um, at that point. Uh, and then they'll probably release me to my um ob at about i think they usually do it about 10 weeks okay. or so mm -hmm. um where i'll just be under you know regular ob care and go from there and it's it's your own oh like it's your own ob that you select does there have to be any agreement with the the intended parents or just like up to you it's up to me so i'm actually shopping around okay <laughs> Because I haven't had to me, I haven't had an even Obi uh, in a long time, so I'm actually shopping around for a uh, a new Obi at the moment, just to make sure that um, they're like. So I'm usually with like Wellstar, and so the way that their system—I don't know if you know Wellstar system—but the way that they're set up is um, they want me to be familiar with all of the doc, all of the Obs mm -hmm. that are in that particular I'm like ah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're this is not no so I was like okay I think I need to find a smaller practice um that I can have one to two right doctors that I would be working with because I cannot explain this to yeah. I can't do this <laughs> with multiple doctors so yeah yeah and, and especially like you want someone who you are comfortable with, who is yeah. familiar with you and, you know, what you want. I, I can definitely understand why you want a smaller yeah. pool than everybody. It's, it's much easier to, to manage that. And also because I'm also going to make sure that the intended parents are able to be part of, you know, some of those appointments and stuff like that. So I want to make sure that, you know, um, that they're comfortable with, you know, if I can put them in touch with each other and they, if they want to share information, I'm okay with about the pregnancy. And I know I'm okay with that, you know, occurring. 
So if, you know, that just makes things, I think, simpler um, from the aspect of them wanting to be a part of all the things. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what has been the most difficult part of the process so far and the most fulfilling? Um, the most difficult would definitely be that test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. that would, that would definitely be the most difficult um I thought giving myself the shots was going to be the most difficult Mm -hmm. no it wasn't um actually that's probably um I want to say it's easy but it's not hard um yeah it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be um most fulfilling is probably meeting the parents so we've had like zoom calls and stuff like that and they're really cool they're sweet sweet parents um, and then I got an opportunity to actually meet them, which was really cool. So that was awesome to like, you know, it's different when you're you're on Zoom and stuff like that. But when you get to physically be in someone's presence, it's like, yeah, they're legit. Yeah. <laughs> they are legit. I was like, well, that baby going to have them wraps. <laughs> so very sweet people. And I'm like, ooh, child. You know, usually there's like a good cup, bad cup, like someone who might be a little stern. And then yeah, I'm like, y'all are both. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> so I was like oh they, they're gonna be great yeah oh, for sure that's so sweet wow <laughs> okay so uh how how does like insurance work like does it go on their insurance your insurance how does that work so the insurance well they do they there was a portion of like the initial getting things together to check to see what my insurance covers so um my insurance will cover like my um, OB appointments. So once I'm officially cleared and um, handed off, it'll cover all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, anything prior to that, that's kind of covered by the intended parents. Um, whereas it's more like, I guess, out of pocket. And, mm-hmm. All right. So after everything that you've experienced so far, <laughs> would you consider being a surrogate again? Why or why not? Um, ooh, mm, at this point, I, I it's hard to say <laughs> because I still haven't given birth to anything. <laughs> so it's hard to really say, um, just because actually it's been pretty smooth considering I started this in October. It hasn't been that long really, um, from, from start to where I am right now, um, so I'm a little on the fence because um, I don't know. You do give up a lot. Real talk. You you do give a lot. Give up a lot when you do go through surrogacy. Um, I think most people just focus on just the pregnancy piece, but there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of stipulations and things around you know travel and um, like for example, I can't travel internationally. Once I started this process, that was it. Um, I can't travel out of the state after my second trimester. So wow. like, for example, when I was talking about the different states that um, don't recognize surrogacy. So for example, if I went into labor in one of those states, then the child would be mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what we want. So 
you know, time. So, you know, making adjustments in my schedule, whether, you know, family time or vacation or hanging with friends and things like that. Like I have to make accommodations. Um, luckily I, you know, giving up, um, wine wasn't a struggle because I was already kind of weaning off anyway, but I would have <laughs> felt some kind of way about <laughs> not being a drink my wine. You know, things like that. Like you, there are, you know, your body's not yours for a long time, not just the pregnancy, like before the pregnancy, you're kind of on lockdown before mm -hmm. you even get to the transfer. So there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into being a surrogate. Um, not that, you know, I didn't know this going into it, but it just makes you think about, you know, whether or not I'm willing to um, put a pause on those things again. Yeah. No, I'm I'm glad you uh you said those things because I was gonna ask you like have you noticed it have an impact on like you moods like um your scheduling and all of that work. Um so I'm glad that you, you know, answered in the way that you did and kind of gave us a, a sneak peek into like all that this entails. Yeah. I yeah. I wanted to know, have you I mean, you're, you're still pretty early on, but have you given any thought to, okay, you're pregnant, <laughs> the third trimester comes, you're gearing up to give birth, just what those feelings will be, you know, after you've been with this child for 10 months, have you given mm -hmm. any thought to where your mental space will be during that time or anything you're doing to prepare for that process? Um, not at the moment, I should say. Cause I've, I've, I'm at terms with like, I, there is no confusion about the baby's not mine or wanting a, a baby. There's no hazy anything there. <laughs> There's nothing hazy. <laughs> There's nothing hazy about the baby is theirs. <laughs> There's nothing hazy there. But I do understand that, um, there are likely to be high emotions and hormones and like a lot of that towards the end, like post-pregnancy and even beyond, like once they've gone home and things like that, because I, I did spend the past, you know, nine months growing a person. So um, I do understand that there will be something there. I just don't quite know how that's going to um, go down. Um, but one thing, that has been helpful is I'm in a couple of different like Facebook groups with other surrogates and stuff like that. And so um, one thing I do know is that you just kind of have to sit in it, right? You know, let the emotion be and then push through um, so that you're able to just process um, because, uh, you know, of course it does get better because um, it's just an, an adjustment, lots of hormones, things of that sort. But um you know, it will pass. So. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, so before I have you like shout out, cause I know you're, you're following the journey. So I do want people to like follow your Instagram where you're, you know, um, taking us along this with you, but why, why would you say it's important for black mothers to either consider being a surrogate or having a surrogate? Um, Honestly, I, I think that there's just not enough visibility um, as far as, you know, seeing faces that look like us. 
and um, maybe awareness is part of it as well. Um, I do understand there's um, some deep-seated like distrust with medical industry and things of that sort, which we are, you know, still overcoming <laughs> at this, at, at, in 2023. But, um, you know, there aren't a lot of Black surrogates or even families, I think. Um, and, but it is pricey, though. I'm not even going to lie. It's not, it's not a cheap feat. So if it's something that, you know, that a family's interested in, it does require planning. It's not something you do on a whim um, because of the, the price of it. But um, also with being a, a Black surrogate, if you choose to, because you can choose what sort of families you want to work with, right? So if you decide that you only want to work with Black families, you can do that. Um, but also know that that pool is also very small. Because there isn't a lot of Black families that are probably going through this process. So um, I definitely think it, it, it brings awareness um, to the possibilities. And um, I know we didn't really talk, we don't really talk money, but it can be helpful. <laughs> it can be helpful. It's not like you're not retiring, um, but if, you know... <laughs> You got a couple of little student loans, you could probably get them paid off or something like that. And that'll kind of relieve any sort of, you know, pressure that she might have, but um, it can be helpful for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was curious about money, but I was like, is that rude? Like, I didn't, didn't want to like overstep <laughs> any boundaries or anything because you are being so like open with us and sharing so many things. So I, I just wasn't sure um, about that, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so if you want to go ahead and just let people know where to follow the journey that I think would be fantastic okay um so on Instagram and on TikTok I am on another note 86 um and then on I try to put it on um YouTube I'm working on it y'all <laughs> <laughs> is on another note uh as well so yeah <laughs> okay good and well I'll put it like in the YouTube description too so people can just link over to um to your page but thank you so much for this transparent conversation maybe we have to have you on like you know towards yeah, the, after <laughs> the process to do a little follow-up yeah. yeah yeah catch me at like the six month mark you know <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're welcome back whenever, whenever you're like, okay, there's some stuff going on that people should know. Or I want to get out there. Please, you are so welcome to come back. <laughs> All right. So we are going to transition into our next segment. We haven't done this one in a while. It's our would you rather or this and this or that um, game. And so I... I kind of created one to ask you and Miosha because you both are mothers. And so the first question that I have is, would you rather have an easy breezy pregnancy, like no symptoms with a long, painful labor delivery, or would you rather <laughs> have like all the symptoms with an easy, quick labor delivery? Um, let's start with you, Josie. Ooh, ah, mm. I probably would say easy pregnancy with a long delivery, just because the, the time frame is, I mean, if we're saying like a day, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but to have all the things for months, 
I'm yeah. good on that. <laughs> okay, Miosha. Yeah, it's gonna have to be the easy, busy, breezy pregnancy. Like I, I'd, I'd love to be one of those women who are like, I didn't even know I was pregnant, <laughs> <laughs> and then I got maybe like a day or two of a crazy labor. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So, um, would you prefer being in the first trimester or third trimester? Mm. I'll start with you, Josie, again. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say, uh, I would say first, even though, because I know with my daughter, I was nauseous. Um, but nobody knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Suffering in silence. <laughs> it was. They yeah. didn't know it was six months. Yeah. Got you. Okay. And then Miosha, which would you prefer? Mm, I'm going to go with third. I also was pretty nauseous in the first, um, but like you said, like no one knew for a while. And so it was also the pressure of like, kind of trying to hide it. Samaria knew pretty early on just cause I'm like, I feel like she already, she could know just from the way I said, <laughs> like, I didn't want to feel like I was lying to her, but, and keep in mind, she's like States away at the time. There's no way she would have known. Um, but yeah, I would have to say third because I feel like I was still pretty comfortable. The only thing that was hard to do was to eat. Like I was just like so big, there's no room for food. So I would be like so hungry, but take two bites. And then I'm like, I'm full. Yeah. So, oh, wow. wow. That that was kind of the worst part of that. And just like ready for it to be over. Yeah. <laughs> just a waiting game right. at that point. Are you coming yet? <laughs> like, okay, now your eviction notice is coming. But yeah, I, yeah. I would still pick third. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair. Uh, all right. So as a parent, would you rather be in like the newborn stage or toddler stage? Ooh. <laughs> toddler, toddler, toddler. Really, toddler. Okay. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> you seem very like <laughs> because you know newborn they can't quite communicate, right? You kind of having to, and then the sleep sleep is off. You know, I I visited my cousin. She had just had our baby. I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. Like, <laughs> you know, you're up at crazy hours because your baby's staring at the ceiling and you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Playtime. Mm-hmm. No. So yeah, toddler for sure. Cause that's when you're on a schedule. They're able to communicate what they want, not want. Um, because I didn't have a terrible twos. We didn't have that problem. Ooh. So I Give me a toddler all day. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miosha, how about you? I would have to go with toddler for a similar reason of the sleep. Because mm. I feel like you just have so much more energy, even if they're very active when they're a toddler. If once your sleep is good, you wake up feeling like I can take the day, but that <laughs> up three, four times a night, your whole day is just a fog. <laughs> Sleep deprivation is real with Listen, new parents. Like them first three months. It's it's no joke. Um, and then also the toddler phase, 
you know, they're able to communicate, but also show affection. Like a, a newborn, you can cuddle with them, but they can't cuddle back. But once they're like <laughs> two, three, they're able to give hugs and kisses. And it's just so yeah. sweet because they actually know what they're doing. So yeah, I would say toddler. Yeah. This yeah. goes to show that I don't know anything. Um, Cause I was like, but they're so cute as newborns. One of them is going to say the newborn stage. <laughs> I mean, it's it's easier in some ways, but the lack of sleep, yeah, I think it just catches up to you after a while. Um, and, and when they're a toddler, they can start feeding themselves and then they don't need as much stuff and they can play independently versus a newborn. Like they're on you all the time. It's like no break hardly during the day because you feel like you're half asleep. And then at night you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's even if you have an easy newborn yeah um, I don't know many newborns that are born knowing how to sleep so gotcha. yeah right. we we gotta play this game on our Instagram so guys you know make sure you follow us on Instagram this week because we'll play this on there but if you're watching on YouTube I would love to see what your comments are <laughs> um, about the this or that but uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. Again, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals podcast to share your thoughts on the this or that game or anything that was said during this episode. And if you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. Until next time. Bye. Bye.